The old Victorian house at the end of the street had been there for as long as anyone could remember. Back in the 40s, a doctor used to work out of the place. But since then, it had been abandoned and it was in rough shape. Not as rough as you might imagine, though. There wasn't any vandalism and the windows were still intact. The paint was all worn away and the front porch looked dangerous with broken and missing boards, but it was still solid. The reason it was empty and everyone stayed away was because it was haunted. It's time to start telling our own stories. I'm Steve Kellums, and welcome to Blue Canary. The story goes like this. One winter in 1948 or thereabouts, the town doctor lived and worked out of the house. Late one cold January night, there was a knock at the door. As the doctor made his way to the front parlor, the knock became pounding. And when he opened the door, there was a man leaning against the doorframe, bleeding from his side. The doctor helped him inside and set him down on a chair in the main room. Without asking any questions, he started working on the man's injuries. After a few minutes, the cause of the bleeding was obvious, a gunshot wound. The doctor got the bullet out and stopped the bleeding. Soon after, the man had dozed off. The doctor cleaned himself up and made his way to the phone. Picking it up, he called the operator and told him about the man with a gunshot wound and to have the county deputy swing by as soon as he could. The doctor then hung up the phone and... When he turned around... The man was standing behind him. When the deputy arrived, the house was quiet. As he approached the front door, it was ajar, and he pushed it open to find the house apparently empty. He made his way inside, calling for the doctor, but no one answered. He checked the first floor, and then upstairs, but no one was home. Finally, he headed down into the cellar, turning on the light as he made his way down the narrow stairs, until he was standing on the dirt floor. Lying in the corner of the cellar was the body of the doctor, brutally stabbed to death a pool of blood under his body. The man was never caught, and the house had been considered haunted ever since. Here's where it gets spooky. A couple of years ago, on a cold January night, the sheriff's department received a strange call. It was a 911 call, but no one spoke. It was an empty open line. The address for the 911 call? You guessed it, the old Victorian. When they dispatched me, I got on the radio and told them the place had been empty for about 70 years and there was no way someone had called from that address. 911 gets addresses wrong all the time, but somebody had to check it out and it was my side of the county. When I pulled up to the place, it was dark and quiet. I got out of my squad and walked up to the front, shining my flashlight around. The front door had been boarded up for years, but I could see right away that the boards had been pulled back and the front door was ajar. My first thought was, damn kids. So I headed up, making sure not to fall through the floorboards of the porch. I pushed my way into the front parlor and shined the light through the dust. Sheriff's Department, anybody in here? I yelled out. My voice echoed back from the empty house. Just outside of my flashlight beam, I saw a door swing open. I tracked the light across the room and down the hallway that headed towards the back of the house. 
A man was leaning out from around an open door. He had short brown hair that looked plastered to his forehead and dark eyes. Sheriff, don't move, I yelled, and I reached for my firearm. He darted behind the door, and I heard feet on stairs. I paused for a second and then got on the radio. Dispatch, I have an open door and somebody in the house. Give me another unit. The other deputy on duty said he was on his way, but it was going to be about 20 minutes before he could get to this side of the county. With my flashlight in one hand and my gun in the other, I made my way to the open door. Just as I thought, the door led to a set of stairs headed down into the cellar. I shined my light and yelled again. Step into the light and let me see your hands. Don't make me come down there. A shadow moved from the left and I saw a figure step into the light. It was the same guy, with his short hair plastered against his sweaty forehead. He had on gray pants and his white shirt had a dark stain on the side. He looked at me and smiled. And then was gone. I yelled a couple of more times and then slowly headed down the steps. I know I should have waited for my partner, but you get used to doing stuff on your own in a rural county. I have to say my heart was beating a mile a minute as I got to the bottom of the stairs. The cellar was empty. There were no windows in the cellar, and it was completely empty, so there was no place to hide. The man wasn't there. On the north wall was a set of stairs that led to an exterior cellar entrance. I headed over there, but the space was filled with cobwebs, and it was nailed shut. No way out. The man had disappeared. When my partner got there, we searched the whole house, but it was empty. There were no signs anyone had ever been in the place. The cellar door was nailed shut and boarded up from the outside. Dispatch advised that the phone company had finally gotten back and said the address was an error and no phone call had come in that night. I took a lot of crap for that one for a while. I stopped talking about it, but I swear I saw a man in that house that night. I don't know if he was a ghost or not, but I still get a weird feeling in my gut every time I drive past that old Victorian. Special thanks to Deputy Dave for that true story we have to tell. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm curious what questions you're getting asked. What isn't the news covering? What story needs to be told? Connect with me at bluecanarypodcast at gmail.com. 